Well now, there's quite a bit tucked into this Sunday's Gospel, so let's start with the easier part and talk about that poor fig tree. Did you ever wonder what happened to that tree after one more year passed? Well, I'm probably the only one in the room that thought much about it. But in preparation for today, I did look up the care and feeding of fig trees. I discovered that it takes at least three years under ideal conditions for a fig tree to produce fruit. It's also not unusual for a new tree to take four or five years to grow its first fruit. So given one more year, the tree in our gospel may have survived by producing some figs, or it might have fallen to the ax. We just don't know. But there are far more serious issues to deal with in this reading. We are told about Galileans who were killed by Pilate as part of a sacrifice, and 18 unfortunates who died under the collapse of a stone tower. The people want to know if the dead died because of sins that they had committed. Were they worse offenders of God's law than all the others living in Jerusalem, they ask? You see, Jewish mindset at the time believed that prosperity was a clear sign that God was pleased with a person. If you endured hard times, on the other hand, that resulted in a lack of funds or material goods, it indicated God's displeasure with you. So if you were a trader, for example, whose goods were lost in a storm at sea, or a farmer whose crops withered for a lack of rain, it had to be because you were being punished as some kind of a sinner in the eyes of God. In his response, Jesus gets right to the very heart of the matter. Were they really bad people who deserved to die while so many others around them did not? Were they greater sinners who deserved the punishment, the deaths that they had received? Jesus says, no, it really doesn't work like that. No one is without sin. We all know that life is not all about sweetness and sunshine. Bad things happen, and they happen to the best among us. They happen not as a direct result of something that we may have done or something we left undone that offends God. It's simply how life is. There was never a promise that our lives would seem fair but just because we suffer pain or heartbreaking loss, that does not mean that there is no God. It is not proof that God is not loving, powerful, and good. The existence of darkness does not disprove the reality of light. The existence of pain does not cancel the reality of God's love. Yet we continue to struggle with doubts about our relationship with God. C.S. Lewis considered the issue and had this to say, 
in his book, The Problem of Pain. The existence of suffering in a world created by a good and almighty God is a fundamental theological dilemma and perhaps the most serious objection to the Christian religion. This same question of a loving God who permits evil things to happen to good people has utilized a great deal of ink by Christian scholars throughout history. And still, the question stands before us. In our gospel reading, the crowd asks Jesus the question of who or what is to blame for the tragedies they describe. And Jesus is very clear. Those who died were no better or worse than you or I. Jesus says we have all made mistakes, and in doing so, we lost sight of God's plan for our lives. We are all sinners. Perhaps an important thing to remember about this parable of the fig tree is simply that God operates not on our conventional concepts of balance and fairness. He utilizes his own wisdom, patience, and judgment, and understanding the mind of God is far beyond any of us. Rather than providing some sure and certain recipe for putting an end to all human suffering, rather than offering a course that would turn our world into a place of blissful peace and harmony, the gospel writer is simply offering us words of hope. And as for that little fig tree, Jesus was using that as an example for each one of us. Just as the tree was expected to bear good fruits, so are we in the form of good works. Few of us, of course, are capable of accomplishing great things. But you know, we can do small things with great love. Now, as a rule, I'm not a betting man. I, I can't remember the last time I thought about buying a lottery ticket, but I would be willing to make a wager in favor of that little fig tree providing a sweet cluster of figs during its fourth year. I'm confident because I know that God is still tending his garden. God is still working in and through his people to bring light, love, and peace into a broken and sinful world. And there, dear friends, there is where our hope lies.